Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Growing Pains. Let's check in with myself, Gugu. Hi everyone, I hope you guys are well. I've been trying to be well, but um, I think we're entering the fourth quarter. So the end of year fatigue is is creeping in. And to be quite honest, I just feel like I've been tired the whole year. So I'm kind of anxious about entering the last quarter because I feel like it might just double you know with the burnout and the end of your fatigue creeping in um I feel like the tiredness that I already feel is just gonna double and that's not good guys I feel like I don't know what it is just you know not to overshare (laughs) I don't know what it is that's making me so tired and I don't know if it's maybe not finding true contentment in my life or feeling like I am trying to go through a phase that I feel like it's just necessary it's not something I'm not at a place where I'm doing what I love professionally or I'm somewhere where I really am content and happy with in life and so it's like like this is just part of the journey and I have to you know stay steady and stay put and just put my head down and do the work that's necessary so that I can get through to the other side and carry on and hopefully and prayerfully I can get to where I envision myself to be and if you know me personally my biggest issue with life in general is living for the weekend I hate living for the weekend because I feel like I really want to cultivate and live a life where I wake up and just love the fact that I'm awake (laughs) the fact that I'm alive and I think I'm not there I'm literally not there I mean during the week I wake up tired do what I have to do which often feels like a schlep and then go to bed and i'm just like oh okay when's friday friday's like three days away then two days away then okay at least it's friday i'm gonna sleep and rest you know and then i don't want to do anything on weekends if i do have something social to do on weekends then it's like okay like after this i'm not doing anything for like next three four weekends in a row you understand so I don't know like I'm just at a place where I'm so tired of that and I feel like the biggest reason why I'm there is because professionally I'm not where I want to be and it's so sad to say that because I don't I'm trying like it's so hard and right now I'm not actively seeking that peace I think maybe a couple of months ago I was and I don't know if I was any better but I think I was to be quite honest but it's just so hard to try and be content right now because I believe as well that if I'm not content now when I do get to where I want to be am I going to be content you know it's giving that like praying to get out of Egypt when you're out of Egypt you just pray to get back into Egypt because it's comfortable you know now that you're out of Egypt you're very like uncomfortable I hope it is Egypt um (laughs) like the discomfort is so is so hectic that you start wishing for um the comfort of being in a place that was familiar although it was a place that you didn't want and you know like i'm very afraid of like cursing myself in that sense where god 
gets me what I want but I have to go through a process first and during that process I'm just complaining and whining and almost asking for the old place that he took me out of just because that place was comfortable to get so I'm trying not to be like that I'm trying not to do that because that's scary for me like you know because really I do want the life that I've envisioned and I do want um God to order my steps and for my life to blossom in a way that he has imagined it because obviously the plans that he has for me are way better than anything that I can imagine for myself you know so a part of me does want to stay steadfast but who child <laughs> I am so tired I'm just like can I get a break you know but then you think so many people have it worse out there which i hate as well but you know it, like that thought just always creeps in so many people have it worse out there people would kill to have your life etc but anyway if you guys could guess that the topic today has nothing to do with what's going on right now um in this podcast and i don't know if it's because i'm just getting more comfortable and more vulnerable with you guys or what but i just feel like lately i start my conversations and episodes with having a little rant going on that usually has nothing to do directly with the topic but let's reel it in and get to what we're talking about today so today we're going to talk about dating yeah and (laughs) the thing about dating right it's and i really do not necessarily think i'd ever speak on this like on this platform like live obviously i've spoken about it like in in personal um capacities and stuff offline but it's like a i don't know it's because there's so many podcasts right now especially the you know I, I like i won't name any but like the um, podcast that give you that girl talk sister sister sisterhood vibe they always talk about sex they always talk about dating they always talk about men and it's nothing bad i just feel like when that's your niche you can go into it a lot deeper and if that's what you're looking for uh i like i'd advise you to go into those type of podcasts because i feel like my audience is like 22 30 like 18 to like 30 maybe even 35 you know so i'm very cognizant and aware that like my audience are young you know and i don't know where you're at in your life so if you're looking for advice like in that part of your life i don't think i'm someone that you can sort of seek um that sort of specific advice from I think there are podcasts that are like as I said they very much narrowed into that path and they can go deeply into whatever you will need or might have or might wonder when it comes to that topic for me if you're looking for other things like especially like spiritual stuff identity purpose again I don't dive deep into that but I'm more that you know than like social stuff your relationships and stuff but I felt like it was necessary for me to speak about that because it's 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 a growing pain for myself personally as well so I was like why not have a conversation about that you know so this episode is about dating and how it feels 
like from my perspective and I think as a listener you'll share some of my experiences and ideologies simply because of the demographic like if you're a female in your 20s then I think to some degree you will like understand you don't have to agree per se but you'll understand where I'm coming from and I think even if you're not a female as a male if there's very if there's some stuff that aren't necessarily gender specific then you can also understand to an extent of course but yeah i think right now i'm at a place where how can i say okay with me right i grew up in a family where you don't speak about sex you don't speak about dating but as i'm getting older it's it just feels like it's something that i should know right and it's like but who told me who taught me like how am I supposed to know something and even be comfortable oh and st- another step further is that you're expected to be comfortable to speak about it and it's like but you haven't honed that in within me you haven't created or started that like environment from when I was little and I've always said I've always been an advocate for obviously I'm not a parent but I've always been someone where I believe that I will have the sex talk with my kids as soon as they're able to tell the difference between left and right. Do you understand? I'm also I almost of a like a believer in speaking to your kids. I don't believe in speaking to your kids in baby language. If you want your child to um develop quicker linguistically, like you need to have audible conversations with them properly because kids not even kids people in general that's why deaf people don't necessarily know how to speak because they haven't heard words being spoken so the pronunciation is sometimes you know obviously can go deeper scientifically but i know that's part of uh, why they can't speak and so with kids as well that's why you'll see kids who don't know their parents names and they'll call their parents baby why because that's what you hear your parents calling each other so you know so i'm just of that notion that like as soon as my child can tell apart their different body parts like three four and they can speak i'm definitely going to have an age-appropriate sick quote-unquote sex talk understand this is a private area you wash this delicately only mother and father and maybe nanny or whoever can touch you there when they're bathing you if you're not in water you're not bathing they can't touch you they can't put their finger inside they can't understand sorry to be graphic but those kind of things and as the child develops and grows you get more into detail you start talking about consent what it means how it can be taken away and once it's taken away anything else is an assault do you understand like those kind of things anyway so i just i grew up in a family where that didn't exist you didn't have a sex talk even how I started my period was so like it was and it's so sad because when you're going through it it's like you're just going through the motions right and it's like almost like a train passing a station and you can't do anything about it until you're off the train so it really feels like that to me now and I'm looking back but it's like even when I started it was like thank goodness because when I get my period I think at 12 and I think the month or two before we had had Lalette's. I don't know if they're still in business. I haven't seen any of the products in shops in a while. Lalette's um, come to our school and have a talk. And again, it was so weird because 
if I remember properly, we were separated. Um, girls and boys were separated. And as far as I know, the boys either didn't have a sex talk or they did, but it was different. And anyway, so basically we had this whole sex talk of sex, pregnancy, STIs, STDs, and then periods for girls. How to use a tampon, difference between a tampon and a pad, etc. And we had samples that we could take home. So when I started my period, I think I started like it was closer to the end of the day or it was actually as I got home, I don't know. But when I went to the bathroom, I saw, okay, my underwear is a bit pink. Crap. Now I know, you know, what it is because we had just learned about that. And I had samples I could have, um, so I could have a pad. I had a pad and I could use it. And please understand that I live at this point. I live with my mom and my dad and myself. It's just me. So, and my mom had me when she was older. So my mom had me when she was 38. So by the time I'm 12, she's no longer receiving her period. So there aren't any pads in the house. I have an older sister, but I don't live with her. She, I think at that time she was already like living in an apartment working. I think she was even done with varsity. So I'm literally the only child, the only girl, you know, cool. Right. So, uh, I don't have a phone and then I had to call my dad. So my dad was home. So I had to not call him, but I had to go to him and ask him to borrow his phone. So I could call my mom to buy me pads. And I don't know what it was. I think maybe it's because I was just a clumsy kid or whatever. I, my natural instinct is to go to the bathroom. Like I wanted to get as, as further away as possible as further as the right words as far away i think as far away as possible from my dad's earshot because again i'm embarrassed like i don't want my dad knowing all these things right and the closest um safe haven quote-unquote you know familiarity is my mom because she's female so as i'm like walking to the bathroom because that's the furthest i can get in the house my dad's like, no, you don't go to the bottom with my phone. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I think just in that shock of, oh, oh no, like I can't go to the bathroom. I didn't think to go to my room and just close the door. I didn't think about that. But I saw, I literally stood nearby my dad, embarrassed as heck. Um, and I call him, I, tell, um, I call her and I tell her like, hey, I started my period, please buy me pads. You know, she's like, oh, okay, sure. I don't remember if she asked me how I'm feeling during the call or not. But later on, she came. And again, it was just so awkward. You understand? She, I don't even remember properly what happened. But I just remember she came home. She gave me the pads. Um, and then she asked what I'd like, what I'd use from the time I got home to the time I, um, at the time she arrived. So I let her know, like, you know, remember we had the whole six people come to school and so they gave us samples. So I used those, um, pads. So she's like, okay, cool. That was the end. And I think later on in the night when she was washing dishes or I was washing dishes, she came to me in the kitchen. She's like, so how did it start? How are you feeling? You know? And I let her know that was the end. Never again, never to be told. Nobody's showing me how to put a pad on thank there's something thank goodness for the let's people who came to our school then stand and and this is not me blaming my mom or anything how i believe i'm at a point now in 
relationships with my mom even my dad that you can't parent beyond what you received or what you received then understood that you need to improve or to continue do you get so if i'm seeing a gap simply because of my lived experience i can't hate or dislike or even be disappointed i mean you can because those are your emotions but i believe you should work towards working through those emotions because after all your parents are people as well with their own history with their own like with their own shortcomings and their parents have their own um shortcomings and they you don't stand like it's a cycle so and it's like generational so there's certain things where i'm just like you know it's i can't blame you for this yes i wish you i wish i would have had a better experience with you or you know but it's happened now a b we are limited by what we know you can't know what you don't know right essentially is what i'm saying and if you don't have the inkling to try and close that gap on your own either from seeing other people and listening to other people's experiences and saying hmm i wish i had that but since i don't i want to ensure that the people underneath me even if you don't want to be a parent or you end up not being a parent biologically you can have kids under you do you understand and you can want better for those kids by seeing what other people had and wishing you had that and understanding that you can't because you can't go back in time um but not having that be resentful you know be like okay i've gained wisdom so i'm gonna pass it on anyway so yeah so basically all of those things i I just had to learn along the way and this is like it's the same thing with sex it was like nobody taught me anything it was a thing of don't do it don't get pregnant period get pregnant your life is gonna go to crap it's basically over and again it's like had i had the stage (laughs) you know and even the environment to ask questions to be inquisitive there's so many things i would have done differently in how i conducted myself with just the idea of sex how i saw my own body and people don't realize that but there's the shame that i felt and the embarrassment that i felt around my whole period that that has carried Oh, that has been carried actually let me say that this way this that has been carried in my body throughout my entire life until now like even now i'm still trying to unlearn certain things about how i see my body because again i lived in a home where my mom would be like i started my period at 17 18 you guys are so fast you guys are so forward why are you starting so early and in my head i'm like the kids were starting at nine and when you understand that at school it's so normal because you're taught that this is how the body works and not everyone is the same do you understand and the fact that scientifically i mean in biology and stuff this was in high school of course but you learn that in biology and stuff people's bodies develop differently yes what we eat plays a huge part in that what we eat plays a huge part because it affects our hormones etc but we're living in a world where kids are starting their period even at a young age but it's 
becoming such a detrimental thing and i'm always careful i mean i have a 10 year old niece and she's told us that she's like her class some of her classmates and her friends they started their period and i try to listen to what my mom and my sister say to her because i'm like please do not make it shameful because one thing you don't want is for her to be embarrassed to tell you that she started her period because it starts there if you're gonna shame me for what my own body does naturally baby i'm not gonna tell you what i choose to do with my body after the fact you can forget that you understand and the biggest thing that society has made out even religion whatever you call it is sex after as a woman after your period next thing is sex again you're gatekeeping men right so it's like you con- you have to control your own body and control the body of a man. So that's already the pressure that you have. Don't wear this. Don't do this. Don't go there. And it's like, you like it's just so much, guys. It's so much. And you're not even equipping us <laughs> as women, as black kids, as black children to understand what's going on with our bodies, to be proud of our bodies. I feel like there's this pride that you can have and this honesty that you can have with yourself and the people around you when your body is not even praised but when your body is told that it's okay to exist the way you are don't body shame me don't period shame me something i have no control over are you for real you understand don't compare me to you don't compare me to anyone we know that people start periods at different stages in their lives and for different reasons and so, and so i'm really ranting but so it just got to a point where um i grew up in a household where my mom was like you know she'd almost like be like indirectly like i started when i was 17 blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and you like already i'm like okay so clearly there's something wrong with me why am i starting at 12 which is funny because out of my friend group i was one of the last girls to start the period at and it was you know and i was 12 so like it's like it's those kind of things where they're small and then after that it's like okay it's done we're not gonna talk anything you're not gonna say anything so you're not gonna say anything about your body after the fact forget it forget it and i think for me i think the next time not even the next time like i was 19 when my mom tried to have a sex conversation with me and the best is when you have you having sex you're using a condom right and that was the end and this is mean having never spoken to her about sex ever and as soon as she said i was like yeah like end it dude what's going on you understand like my body literally cringed physically i was like cramping with discomfort and i was like yeah and that was the end and obviously i didn't act maturely in that's in that space but i'm 19 i am 19 i've never had the conversation before um not even with my sister my sister and i don't even have a relationship like that anyway so it was not even something i'd even think or expect to get so it's like those kind of things like you can't expect a miracle <laughs> in that kind of way because now I'm 26 and it's like my mom shouldn't have this friendship thing where we're talking about boys that I like who like me that I'm dating and I'm just like I'm so sorry ma'am I am so sorry but I I can't do this it's just not natural for me and I've tried you know we have a friendly relationship like a friend 
like there's a friendship part in our relationship but it does not really get into the dating part obviously i'm gonna tell her who i'm talking to currently and who you know who's like pursuing me seriously and then once in a while she'll ask her what happened to whoever and then if i'm still talking to him i let her know and that's the extent that's where i'm comfortable and i think from a while i used to beat myself up but why are you so closed off like this is your mom you've wanted this like for a long time it's finally yeah she's trying to reach out and it's like i think i just got to a point where it's like you know what actually i've got so much to deal with i am learning myself i'm learning my body i'm learning my wants i'm i'm like on this journey and you guys literally 2021 i said a prayer to god i was like listen yeah when it comes to relationships and dating i'm giving it to you i don't want anything to do with it i'm good like i'm good homie like please just heal me from all the crap i've go- i've been through and while you're doing that bring me someone that you're also healing because i'm not dealing with anyone who's not on a journey of self-discovery and healing in your name yet yeah so do that so i was really trying to do that and i've been trying to do that but i think at some point when i was like why am i not opening up to my mom like why am i so closed off you know why and it's that thing of we need to give ourselves grace there's a part in a point where you allow yourself or not even now you push yourself because okay I need to grow so I need to get into this uncomfortable space in order to grow but there's only so much discomfort you can take until it's detrimental until it gets deadly you know and deadly quote-unquote you shutting down and even you regressing so I am right now I'm at a point where right like where we're at what I'm giving her is all I can give her and maybe later on in life it will improve and get better I mean that's my hope you know but there's respect there's love there there's definitely forgiveness i think i don't want you guys to get it wrong this whole rant i just had about family and my my relationship with my mom and the sex and whatever i hold none of that against her as i said before she's doing what she knows you don't know what you don't know right so she and she's she's doing and she has been doing the best that she can as a mother as a parent so i'm really i don't hold that against her but for me as an adult who's responsible for my own scars and my own healing i'm not gonna push myself any further just to make the people around me comfortable and okay i'm doing my part about being okay with what people have given me and me healing from what i feel is a shortcoming of theirs and not holding it against them so i do only wish and pray that people give me the same grace because honestly speaking baby i don't have i don't have the capacity i think one thing i'm learning this year is i am no hero i am no one's hero and i think if you're a people pleaser please understand that you do not have the power to please everyone all the time you're not god you'll never be god therefore you can't play the role of god no ma'am no sir you're not that please understand that you are human therefore you are born with limitations period and you can't do anything you can't help the next person if you're um mask is not on when a plane is going down 
put on your own mask first then you can help someone else do not pull i can give you all these mental health little quotes do not pull from an empty cup fill yourself up first before you can um point to someone else etc you can go on and go on and go on with all those uh, mental health quotes but that goes for whatever so for me i'm just like i am going to push myself to a certain extent i'm going to give myself healthy like healthy challenges so that i can grow and heal and anything that i feel like it's too much i'm definitely going to really back in and just stay where where i'm where i'm able to survive you know even though i'm challenged i'm able to live you know so yeah anyway we're getting to a point whereby now in my life um it's the okay do you have a boyfriend no are you dating (laughs) i don't know why do you have a boyfriend are you dating i always get those usually in the same setting in my head i'm like isn't that the same thing then it's like yes uh when are you like gonna introduce him to the family i don't know who said he exists and generally like i'm very my family knows i'm very close off i don't give like a straight answer i think the only person who really knows what's going on is my mom funnily enough um and again i'm just like surface surface level surface level like no no one yes someone talking vibing talking stage actually dating you know and basically that's it and so again i'm not trying to be defiant and be like no i'm not dating anyone even though i am but i'm like you know because i'm quote-unquote like angry that nobody gave me the dating sex boys conversation and now they're expecting me to just have a healthy full-blown relationship parading in front of them you know and for me it's just we don't have to have that you don't have to carry that cross we honestly don't i think especially the americans do this very well where you can be in your late 20s early 30s and be single and be happy you know and when people ask you know kids no marriage you know no boyfriend if there's a boyfriend how long when is he planning to propose etc and i think they have cultivated a really nice atmosphere of how to handle that and that it's okay to be wherever you're at when it comes to your relationship um status do you understand and as i don't know as africans i don't know if we have it as defined or as clear but i think it's very family specific and with me i've just in my family if you know my family dynamic and the things that have like have happened with especially between my siblings i'm generally the anomaly like i'm the one who does not do things the same way or in a way that's expected and so my family really does not expect anything normal from me and i remember a couple of years ago i was like i don't think i'm gonna have any kids like i don't want kids and i think the fact that i don't want kids it might be hard for me to find a husband who also doesn't want so i might not get married i remember my mom was so shocked like she's like okay the marriage part i really don't care um whether you get married or not that's fine but the kids like at least one you know and i remember my aunt because she had told my aunt and my aunt was talking to me about boys you know trying to be like cute and kiki with me in my head i'm just like this is strange 
this is uncomfortable <laughs> because we have never spoken about men or boys in general and now you just you know now you're coming in and you're trying to be cute but i get where she was coming from she was coming from a good nice place but you know she's like your mom told me you said you don't want kids just one you know and i was like no <laughs> like no and it took my mom a minute to just be okay with that and you know we talk about stuff and she'll bring it and she's like yeah go on yeah you know you say you have so it's fine you don't want kids you know and stuff and i remember i had this healing situation with god just before i had the whole prayer about like god i leave my love life in your hands and i don't want anything to do with that I understood and I think it was just also God showing me that you know, the reason why you don't want kids is because it's coming from a very dark and hurtful place. You're hurt. You are grieving. And that's why you don't. And that was the reason. I think, oh, I don't know if I ever said it to people who asked me why, but the real reason was I had experienced something very dark and I was like, man, I can't imagine bringing a child into a world like this. Because I was like, I didn't ask to be born. <laughs> And these things are happening to me and I know I did nothing to deserve this. I don't think there's anyone on earth who would do anything to deserve this. Do you understand? And so God was just showing me that like I need you to heal. I need you to heal. And I had a very supernatural dream closely after that. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it and now maybe like a year not even a year like two years two years after that like period i'm comfortable in saying i do want to have kids um i'm not at a point where i'm broody where i can say it's a it's it's a natural want you know again even as a kid i remember even as a kid i never wanted to have kids um, I think I just wanted to have, I don't even know what I wanted to have as a child. Jeez. Let me not psychoanalyze myself online, but, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking like, I was, I was, I was never a child who imagined her own wedding, but I don't think I didn't want to get married. Do you get? And the same thing, I, I, I didn't imagine myself having kids, but I don't think I, I ever said I don't want to have kids. I remember at some point I wanted to have like a lot of kids because I was watching some reality TV and they had like a lot of kids and it seemed cool and seemed fun, but it was never anything, any like a substantial reason, you know, like, oh, I want it. You know, there's people who say I knew from a young age that I was born to be a mom, which I think is very possible. You know, your purpose can be just being a mom that's possible you know so i just don't ever like i'm trying to think now and i don't ever think i i had that natural broodiness that was deep within it was just always influenced and that's why i would go into moments of wanting to have kids and not then wanting to have kids and not i think the funniest thing that i'm th- i'm remembering right now is that i think at like maybe 12 13 14 I said I didn't want to have any biological kids. I wanted to adopt. And I remember it was like one of the first people in my circle that I even knew who ever wanted that. And what I would tell people, my family especially, like, where do you get that idea? Like, who do you know 
has adopted a child when like you understand like where do you get that and i think a lot of people thought it was like movie stuff and then i remember i think um 2020 that i like that that not even i don't know like that thought again came up i think just before i decided i didn't want to have kids i was like you know like i really want like i would really like to adopt and you know how people are do you know how hard it is emotionally what about and i'm like i'm not stupid sorry to say but i'm not stupid um and yes i mean i've never adopted a kid so i can't say i know but i understand i understand how kids who are older don't get adopted because people want quote-unquote a clean slate so they want newborn babies they don't want kids who are even a year old because they already have attachment issues from being moved sorry from being moved um around or the foster care system whatever and so it's like i'm not stupid so i know those difficulties exist you know I'm not seeing like a fairy tale in the movie where everything works out and the kid is so happy to be saved and they worship their parents etc etc it's not like that so like i've just you know so i've just been all over the place and i think when i had the true reason and um i don't know like not true reason but when i when i landed on some sort of concrete and deeply rooted resolve that I didn't want to have kids is when I realized and God spoke to me that this is because you're hurt like I need you to understand that this is not a decision that you're making because you feel like that's your purpose because there are again people who are on earth and when I say people specifically meaning women who are on earth not to be mothers but to be other things you know and i feel like we in a world where as women you are a mother to or a motherly figure at least to an extent to the people around you even if you don't biologically have any kids or you don't born any kids but you have people around you people from your streets kids from your streets your nieces and nephews you know mentees whether you know them or not because you know we have online we have like an entire online universe now where people can look at you from afar i have a mentor who does not even know i exist <laughs> simply because i follow her on instagram and i just love everything she's about spiritually and professionally as a trauma therapist you get like so there's those like, like kind of motherly situations that you can be in and not have any biological kids simply because you're not called into that but yeah i don't know if this conversation was about dating (laughs) i feel like i've just spoken about so many things um i mean at some point i was even choking because i was just saying so much child like uh yeah but i just i don't know i'm just in a place where right now i just need everyone to leave me alone when it comes to relationships and dating like and for me this is the plus side of growing up in my family is that like you can be anything you want and personality wise professionally in your life whatever like my mom is someone who allows her kids to just grow up into being whoever they meant to be she believes so 
I have decided to just do what I want to do and do things the way I want to do. And I know that I think even now there's been a few shockers with my mom where I've just told her things that I'm going to do this. So I'm doing this where she's like, okay. And I can see that she does not know how to parent the situation simply because none of her kids have done this, you know, and maybe like none of the, and my mom is like also a community mom where she's a mother to people around her to extended family. So it's like, even like none of those kids have done anything similar to maybe what I'm doing. So with her, it's like, "Mm, I don't know what to do with this kid. I don't know what to do with this, but okay, cool. If you believe that's what you want to do, cool. And you know, someone I'm being type of thing. So it's just, become something where it's like I am just gonna live life you know and if I'm not married by 30 32 if I don't have a kid by 35 child leave me alone don't ask me nothing my mom had me 38 so no one can tell me anything (laughs) okay and again as long as my mom is on board and she's fine with that and I don't have to answer to her best believe I'm not gonna have answer to anyone else i am so sorry but you can think what you want to think and that's cool and dandy but what we will do is respect each other for each other's choices i'll respect you you better respect me and that's just like that's just where i'm at now you know also because there's just so like i always say this but there's so much going on guys in the life of a 20 something year old like we are always dealing with growing pains on some level and i'm also someone who i don't if you haven't picked it up i don't prioritize romantic relationships or where i'm at in life where i was like you know like i'm here i'm at this age i've accomplished this so i need to be serious i need to have a serious relationship you know i need to working towards engagement that's just not me it wasn't it's never been me but i think now that i've prayed that prayer of god see to finish with my love life i care less about that i'm content and i think there's that trust and relaxation that because i've given it to god he will deal and that is a-okay i'll get married when i'm supposed to get married do i want to get married yes I mean, now that I've healed and I'm still healing, I definitely do want to get married and I do want to have children, but I'm not staying up at night worried about my age and whether my kids will be seven and I'll be 60. Man, like, can you just stop? (laughs) I think we all have different worries in life. Cool. But that's just not my worry. I can be 16 taking my kid to crash if 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 that's where life is headed cool like that's fine as long as when i do have kids they'll be healthy i'm not stressed and i i believe in a god of miracles so i i believe that my pregnancy will be smooth at whatever age so again because of that like i don't stress myself about that so i think when you have that sort of attitude and people want to kiki and be close to you by asking you those kind of questions and they think that that's sort of um an entryway to being cool with you especially the older generation that's just i'm sorry but that annoys me because it's like no we've never like in all of my 26 years of 
living on this earth we've never had that sort of connection so you, you, what you're not gonna do is try that now and now it's gonna be various like i'm gonna say it in a respectable way where no you know and then change the change the topic because there's nothing to talk about there i'm calling as someone nini anyway so Usban Bani told me literally that's what I do because it's no we're, we're not gonna do that <laughs> we're not gonna do that and my biggest reason for that is you didn't cultivate that so you're not even gonna get a detailed explanation of why there's no mkonyana why there's no husband or, or son-in-law or whatever right I don't have time for that I'm sorry can we talk about something else you know can we just talk about something else what's happening in the health space you know have you seen the mental health stats in south africa lately hmm have you seen global warming do you see that our spring is now summer through and through what do you think about that have you seen inflation are you happy with anc you were you were a young ning when it was in its prime during apartheid and they abolished the, the apartheid government how do you feel about it now 28 years later hmm? do you feel like there's a democracy like there's so many things we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about that period anyway um yeah <laughs> i don't know how i feel about this this episode <laughs> I really don't know. I might, I might have to re-record it. Might because I don't know. I just feel like I was just too, too, too free. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, check it in. And I, <laughs> my voice even like cracked a bit because it's like I don't even know what to say. Check in on what? Like, check in on your dating life. Or is it just checking on dating as a 20-something-year-old? Guys, even if you're 14 you listen to my podcast, because I know my mom listens to my podcast, so even if you're my mom's aging and, like, you're 16, check in on your dating. Check in on your... Because I feel like even, like, even if you don't necessarily relate, because you weren't, you're not 20 right now, you were 20 in another era, I believe that how you were introducing how you in, like how you understood your body as a woman and how you were introduced to sex plays out through your entire life until you intervene and do something about it so there could be people who are in their 60s 50s 40s who are dealing with immaturity and not immaturity that because like that they stupid or naive even but immaturity is in like it was underdeveloped it's a part of your sexual education even with your own body with your own self um there's an immaturity with your self-image simply because it was undeveloped because it was never talked about you were never taught to love yourself love your body understand how it works and to appreciate the functionality of it especially as a woman and you carry that throughout your entire existence so even if you don't relate to anything else i've said i pray that you can at least relate to that part um that check-in and that part if you can fix it as long as you're not dead i believe you can um if you can then please do and yeah so i guess check-in and dating guys 
if you're not well i pray that you will be well bye